laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What do you say? It's another season of the Spread Brothers Podcast. Uh, it's me, the host with the most, Jordan, a.k.a. JL, as always, accompanied by my brother, one of my best buds, and my co-host, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Marcus, how we feeling? I gotta say, it's Wednesday. And I don't know if it's the long weekend coming after the long holiday weekend, but I'm geared up. I'm ready for this season. Back on the airways, giving luscious picks to our listeners worldwide. Uh, it's NFL season. How could I not? How could I not be pumped? I, I'm like a hundred percent pumped. I every year NFL comes around. I can't tell if I'm like more excited because I think the NFL is more compelling this year, or if I just forget how excited I get every September. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but I am licking my chops this year. I feel like there's a lot of high hopes across the league. I feel like it's just going to be a very interesting landscape of football. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of chaos, and I and I love it. I also am excited because, Marcus, believe it or not, this is seven years of the Spread Brothers podcast. Can you believe that shit? I honestly didn't know that. It's crazy that I was a uh, just a 23-year-old pup when we started this. That seven years in the making. I I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's a great accomplishment. Um, on the flip side of that coin though, the fact that we've been doing a podcast for seven years and we don't like have sponsors or any real notoriety, um, that makes me a little disappointed, but we're going to be positive. Maybe this will be the year, you know, when, when like NBC signs us, they'll be like, these kids, they got it. We'll be, we'll be the podcast, uh, the gambling podcast on, uh, MSNBC. I should do a ad read for Bang Energy Drinks right here. Like, our, you know, just a fake one. Listeners don't know. We could act like we have multiple I think one sponsors. year we did act like Raising Cane's was a sponsor. <laughs> it should have been. We housed a few Caniacs. I feel like in the 2018 season, maybe, there was a lot of Caniacs thrown down in that, in that, in that fall when I was still in St. Louis, which brings up another reason why I'm extremely excited for this NFL season. I have an NFL team to root for again. And that is because I have moved Marcus. I, how rude of me. We got to, we got to catch the people up. A lot has changed over the last year for Marky Mark and JL. Times have changed. Um, Marcus lives in Florida now. Yeah. So, when I decided that me and my wife were going to move, I just looked at cities that I thought could win a Super Bowl in the next five years and if it was 10 minutes to the beach. And, you know, we landed on Jacksonville. Uh, just <laughs> kidding. My wife got – we got shipped down here for <laughs> – we got shipped down here for my wife's job. Uh, I love it here. I fucking love Duval, and I am so jacked up. For the Jags, it's so fun to have an NFL team again because I grew up in St. Louis, and yeah, everyone knows how that went. Um, but no, it's uh, it's all it's Duval fever in this house. I got my wife a Calvin Ridley jersey for her birthday. I got my Trevor Lawrence jersey. We're going to four games already. We're fucking psyched. I wish I shared the same enthusiasm for my home team. Unfortunately, I do not. Um. I guess I should give a little update on my life. I uh, not much has changed. I got married, I, and and I do, I don't like to make excuses. Not an excuse guy, but I do want to acknowledge that last year 
gambling on the NFL was my worst year on record. And I'm going to blame that on my wife and our marriage. <laughs> so I'm not getting married this year. I've had a lot of time, you know, to look at film. I actually, I had to have surgery on my shoulder because I tore my pec, um, which is an injury that, you know, a lot of elite football players get. Um, players like TJ Watt, uh, JJ Watt, both the Watt brothers had it done. You know, Triple H had it done. Um, you know, pretty much just like really big buff dudes that uh, are tough. I uh, I tore it when I was doing push-ups in the park, though. <laughs> I just tell people. Explosive push-ups. Explosive. Explosive. What I say push-ups. is technically I was bench pressing the earth, if you think about it. A push-up. You're, you're benching uh, the earth. I don't know if that's how gravity works. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I've just been working working the job and, and getting ready to, to win some money on the NFL. You surprised me, though, because after your surgery – you know, that surgeon was like, ain't no way you're going to play golf in August. And we tried to record an episode last weekend, but my stupid fucking computer crashed in the middle of it. And we were getting ready to go to Minnesota to play 90 holes of golf in three days. So not only did JL play golf, he played 90 holes in three days and opened up the first nine with a 43 without fucking playing much over the last and just having a brand new shoulder. So I tip my cap to you, sir, for grinding it out. Was there some ugly shots? Sure. But that first nine, I was like, holy shit. It was very impressive. So you're a dog. Yeah. I, you're a fucking uh, dog. You know, I I showed out for that first nine, and I think the fatigue just set in. But it's always a fucking fun weekend. 90 holes of golf. I think we drank about 300 beers and I about – three birdies between the, the four of us all weekend yeah i don't know i think Bo had a few i think i only had like two birdies over 90 holes but i played pretty well putted really well really happy with how i putted the ball i mean it's all about the short game am i right before we get into picks because it, okay if you're a first timer here at the spread brothers this is how we roll uh every week we pick Six NFL picks. I pick three. Marcus picks three. Um, We keep track of our record. Um, There's ups. There's downs. Anyway, we will get to the picks um, here shortly. And and, and we're excited to give you some picks because it's a great slate. It's a very good slate for week one. But we already had a week of football. Um, NCAA kicked off. And... I feel like the football landscape has already been, uh, might you call it, uh, inflamed with some hot storylines. And and not only the college scene, but the NFL, too, going into the season. So, Marcus, let's talk a little State of the Union football. I think a good topic to start off with is Coach Prime. Well, give me my darn theme music, dear oh, DJ. Some people are buying it. Some people don't like it. Where do you stand? Um, <clears throat> good question. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle. So what bothers me the most, I'll start there, <laughs> um, is Coach Prime is acting like he's doing something that is so unheard of. But like people forget that Travis Hunter was like one of the most glorified high school football recruits in the last decade. Like, he is a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate that went to Jackson State to make money and be with Dion. So, yeah, they're a good team. I think they have a lot of talent, but, but TCU played fucking terrible. If you watch that game, they turned it over twice in the goal line. Their defense was non-existent, and Colorado squeaked by them. Is Colorado fun? Do they have some talent? Sure. 
It's a good story. Coach Prime, Dion, I fuck with him. He's cool. It's fun. Not sold yet. Um, Nebraska's going to be a test because the cat's out of the bag now. I think TCU may have thought what a lot of us thought was there's no fucking way. This is a joke. It's clearly not a joke. So we'll see Saturday. It's one game. At the end of the day, it's one game. But Travis Hunter, my biggest takeaway, this is what bothers me about Dion. Sorry to ramble on forever. Please go on. The real thing here is Travis Hunter. That dude is the fucking truth. He's going to play in the NFL. The best player on the field on both teams Saturday by far. I'll go ahead and throw my two cents in here. I I do agree that um, TCU looked really bad. I thought that this game, the TCU-Colorado game, was very poorly played all around. Uh, when I looked at the stat line and saw that Shadir Sanders had thrown for 510 yards, I said, how in the hell did that happen? It didn't – I've – only seen a few 500 yard passing games in college and and when you see a performance like that I mean it dazzles you the throws I just like for some reason I'm I don't really remember being dazzled by the arm or um you know particularly of the you know throwing talent there so I I'm a little confused by the stat line and I really do think TCU is bad I think they are I'm going to be in the bottom of the Big 12 this year. Uh, A good quarterback can take you a long way, and I think they're evidence of that. Well, I mean, let's not forget, Georgia beat them 65-7. to I know they made it. They got hot. Georgia made them look like a really bad team, and it brings up a thought that, you know, all these guys who came from Jackson State are now like, oh, Power five is so similar to FCS. No, it's not. If that's the case, then why then why do FCS teams lose to D1 teams at an 80% clip? Like, it's different. That's what bothers me the most about this is, like, they're trying to shit on power five schools when they've won one game against a team that clearly is not very good. I agree with that. Um, uh. But go Nebraska because I I would love to see a good humbling. I would like I, but yeah, I agree with you on uh, Dion Son. I I always fuck up the pronunciation of his first name. He makes good decisions. He doesn't turn it over, but it's just a lot of drags and a lot of digs that get their athletes in space. And Dion does a great job of doing that. Yeah, I mean he's coached him up well. I mean he's already. I got to give him props where it's due he's already you know made it worth it just just to have this week one pop for people like he's already you know made himself worth the price or whatever you know remember when colorado was like we don't have the money (laughs) what what does that dude but uh it's well worth it for colorado i mean think about what we're going through at west virginia neil brown's been the coach now for what five years we haven't sniffed the top 25 Dion did it in one fucking game. I just I think it like it's I think it's gonna change. I think I think TCU underestimated this team. I mean, when you look at them on Absolutely. the field, they are like really undersized. Like Colorado is really undersized. When you look at their fronts, I mean, when they go against some of these big physical teams, like I hate to say it, Nebraska, like they're this is gonna they're gonna have some problems and I, I don't think they're going to, you know, they'll probably be close to 500 if I had to guess, but yeah, they're going to have problems against some of these big boy programs and they play a few of them uh, along the way. So my, my main soapbox for me is as a coach and I get it, you got to build a brand. You got to, you know, excite the young kids coming in, but Dion Sanders has made such a spectacle out of himself and then goes to press conferences and says like he he acts like he doesn't. So he'd be like, "What makes you think I care about what you think of me?" And then he's like, "You didn't make me, so why you hate me?" And he says all this stuff, and it's like, 
dude, you have a camera crew that follows you around all the time. You have a theme song when you walk in to address your players. It seems like you care about what people think just a little bit. So, like, I, well, I, yeah. I get, I get it, I like it, but just own it, just own it. I don't get the whole like, no, see, I do agree one with thing, you. say another. I don't get it. I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, it kind of goes to the old like saying of the people who say, "Oh, I don't give a fuck what other people think about me." The most are usually the people who give the fuck the most about what people think. The thing that really bothered me about Dion and yeah, whatever in 2023, this is probably like sacrilege for a white guy to say this, but he made it sound like a black man coaching 75% black kids is like an anomaly. I mean, that happens in the NFL. Like there's, there's coaches, there's black coaches who have done this in power fives and he's acting like he's the first guy ever to do it. That does bother me because not because it's Dion, because it disrespects the other coaches who've done it before him and made it about the players and not about him. But he always, yeah, I mean, it's very, like I said, I'm very in the middle because sometimes his sound bites are great and he is supportive of his guys. And like you said, though, how can you treat the media how he treated them when he has built this spectacle around him like he has? I think Dion, if I was 19 years old, I'd want to fucking play for the guy. Why not? That looks fun as shit. But he treats the media like shit, and it's probably because he's treated them like shit. So I don't know. It's weird. Well, he has his own he has his own media outlet. You know, like if if I'm if I'm Dion Sanders, the media is almost my enemy because I want to make my own image. I want to make my own brand and like these other guys trying to write stories and, you know, write for the fucking, you know, Denver Post or whatever the fuck it Do is. Do their job. Right. Like, he doesn't want that. He wants to have the, you know, the prime brand, and that's what he wants. I respect I just wish that. one of those reporters would have said, whenever Dion said, like, do you believe now? I wish one of those reporters just would have said, no, that was a bad team. Is it cool? Was it a good win for Colorado football? Sure. But TCU's bad, really bad. If All right, for the listeners listening to this podcast, go listen to TCU's head coach post-game interview. He lists by detail all the opportunities where they could have won this game by two touchdowns. He was sick. He looks physically ill in that interview. <laughs> and Colorado barely squeaked by. Um It'll be interesting. Saturday, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man. You think sometimes, like, if I'm in Nebraska, like, if I'm playing at Nebraska or I'm a coach or a player there, I'm, like, jacked up for this game now. Right. I feel like they kind of created a target. Um, we'll see how good they are. I I, th- I thought Nebraska looked really sharp against Minnesota uh, on Thursday last week. Um, they didn't come out with the win, but – the guys, they, they executed. They knew where they're supposed to be on the field. They're physical. They're fast. I, I feel like I feel like it's going to be a tight game. Um, the, the spread on that game has moved from, I believe, the Nebraska Cornhuskers being a seven-point favorite now to being a three-point underdog. So this since, since Colorado's came out, this line's been moved ten points. That's fucking crazy. Is that just like, dude, it has to be just the prime effect, like emotionally manipulating betters. Like, dude, give Nebraska the favorite by three and people are like, oh, they're going to fuck. I don't know. That's going to be, I mean, that may be the most exciting game for me on Saturday. Well, just to see, because I really don't know. You know where my head's at? Um, I just feel like everyone and their grandma is going to be betting Colorado this weekend, minus three. Like, how is it only minus three? Um, I've, I'm, haven't done it, but I'm giving consideration to taking Nebraska with the points this weekend. I'm staying away from it because I just don't know enough. Off the record, of course. Off the record, of course. <laughs> yeah, Dion like might 
do all this shit and the flash and it's fun and whatever. But like, what if he really is like a great offensive mind and just can just pick defenses apart? I mean, it's Deion Sanders dude is, you know, one of the greatest. So we'll see. I don't know. Exciting. I think a great storyline for football. I'm going to be tuning in. I know that. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? What? Let's uh, start um, transitioning. That's a cool word nowadays, everybody. Transitioning. We're going to transition into talking about NFL. Um, so big storylines around the NFL. Marcus, I'm just going to spit a few out. And I want you to pick one, okay? You ready? Ready. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Justin Fields. Will he succeed or will the Bears suck again? Trevor Lawrence. Will this be his coming out year? Will he rise to excellence like he's been expected to for so many years to be? Does Deshaun Watson overcome his demons of getting hand jobs from masseuses? <laughs> With one of the most talented AFC rosters, does he come a, become a playoff quarterback? Which one of those jump out to you? I mean, I think I'd be doing the listeners a discredit if I didn't make you talk about Justin Fields. That was a that's a fucking layup. Thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so, um, I just want to preface this rant. And Marcus, can I have the floor? May I have your permission to have the floor? Yeah, no, I'm uh Okay. Uh, Mike is down. All right. Let me preface this rant by saying I've been in Chicago and have tried to become a Bears fan for it's gonna be twelve and a half years, thirteen years here soon. What I would give to, to just feel an absolute fanhood. I would do anything. And the Bears, they get you just so close. They like, you know, are you familiar with edging, Marcus? Uh, only with like a weed whacker, like lawn care. Okay, no, this is totally different. They get you very close, <laughs> but they never get you all the way there. And that's all the Bears have done to me. And they've sold me very expensive tickets all the way through it. They make you think they're going to be good, then they suck. And they do it, and they've done it for a decade now. I mean, I was at the double doink game. I was behind the goalpost. I bought my ticket for 600 bucks on StubHub, and I put 600 bucks on Bears Moneyline. I was like, I'll pay for my ticket. <laughs> and then Cody Parkey double doinks it. I'm out 1200 bucks, and then I took a three-mile depression walk after that. Had to go home to my wife acting like everything was fine. My point is, Justin Fields, he's a shiny toy in front of an impoverished fan base who just wants something to root for. They want something to believe in. And for all his awesome plays, for all of his fancy running and his athleticism, they still only won three games last year. They ended the season on a 10-game losing streak. And Justin Fields is getting treated like a Hall of Famer by the media right now. I just don't understand it. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. And here's, here's what I want to say, because you said something that we can connect to of the things that you said. So, Obviously, I've been living in Jacksonville for over a year now, and I fucking love it here. The people here are great. It's just good vibes down here. And Trevor Lawrence has just engulfed himself with the people. After they won the playoff game against the Chargers last year, he was at a Waffle House by the beach taking pictures with fans, with his boys. People fucking love him here. He is the prince of Jacksonville. On the flip side, when I saw that Justin Fields was ranked higher than Trevor Lawrence on the ESPN top 100 or whatever, uh, that really pissed me off. Justin Fields has won five games as a starter. Um, I don't, 
I don't really know as much as JL because he sees the Bears and hears Bears all the time. I don't. I just don't understand how you can look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence who has his first year was with the fucking worst NFL coach maybe ever, Urban Meyer. We were still coming off of that last year. And it took a good coach, Doug Peterson, to come in and rebuild basically Trevor's confidence. And you can see it. You can see it grow throughout the season. And if you just listen to him talk in press conferences and how just how he sounds, how he presents himself, he is dude, he, he it's time. It is time for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's absolutely um, insulting to Trevor Lawrence to be compared to Justin Fields. I but you I want mean, to know the great thing about Trev? He doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to win. He's like a Trevor football doesn't give robot. a shit about that. He's like, Dude, he's... See, but that's the thing, Jail. I used to think he was a robot when I watched him at Clemson. I was like, oh, this guy's a robot. Dude, no. He's got... Like, he's funny. Like, they, I listened to his press conference today. They asked him about Bryce Young. And they're like, hey, what advice would you give Bryce Young as a first-year quarterback? And Trevor goes, in his deep voice, he's like... I don't think you should be asking me that question. Like saying that he like admitted I like, a shitty first year. And he was like, you know, you just got to, it's a learning curve for every quarterback. He's like, but I feel like I, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to, ready to go. But your fan and, base, yes, the, you, you can appreciate real talent. I mean, not to say Justin Fields isn't talented, but the Jaguars have something more than a good quarterback. They have a well, good right. coach. The, yeah, they I have mean, a system that they're building on. They have like real momentum, right? Like they went to the playoffs last year. The Bears went on a ten-game losing streak to end their season. And, JL, the and, Jaguars are one of the first teams. I mean, I'd have to fact check this ever in the NFL to go one and eleven and then make the fucking playoffs the next season. I don't know if it's ever happened. That shows you how much of a catastrophe urban Meyer was to this city. Yeah. I mean, I think great things are on the horizon for the Jags. Doug Peterson, he knows what winning looks like he, and he's going to make it happen. And when you got a good coach and a good quarterback, good things are going to happen. Um, so I can't fucking wait. If, if he could get Carson Wentz to a Super Bowl, the Jags are loaded offensively. Calvin Ridley, I cannot wait to see how he plays. I think he'll be a thousand yard receiver. Christian Kirk, I think he'll have a thousand yards. Zay Jones will probably be a little less this year just because of Ridley. But well, Marcus, I mean, I hate to interrupt you, but I want you to save your Jags analysis for later because hint hint, they're gonna be coming up again in this podcast that's fair i you know um, yeah i want to finish i just want to finish my justin fields rant because i get hated on so much for my justin fields uh trutherism um i just want to say i hope the bears do well i hope justin fields figures it out but what i see on film is that he's an athlete great athlete who doesn't really understand how to play NFL quarterback. He's clueless in the pocket. He has very predictable tendencies in the pocket. Um, when things get hot, he immediately bails to his left. Um, and he does it. I mean, almost all of their big plays, he bails to his left, plays backyard ball, and finds a guy downfield. NFL defenses, once they see a couple seasons of film, they start to learn what these tendencies are. You have to actually start playing calculated, executed, game-planned football. And Justin Fields, I hate to say it, hasn't really shown that he can do it. He has a ton to prove, and I just don't get why he's getting treated the way he is. I mean, Marcus, you said he's only won five games as a starter. His record is 5-20. and 20. I'm going to say that again. 5-20. and 20. Just to give you an idea of who's in that neighborhood um, of active NFL quarterbacks who have a record of 5-20 and 20 as a starter, Mason Rudolph, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, Nick Mullins. Sorry, not 5-20, and 20, but the win percentage of roughly 20%. I'll say him again. Mason Rudolph, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, Nick Mullins. That's who he's in town with. Who the fuck is Nick Mullins? 
a nobody. He's lucky he's still in the league. And and so and that's the thing. So is Justin Fields. And Chicago deserves a better football program. And and Justin Fields being there is just like a pretty little toy they can use to sell jerseys and tickets and still lose fucking 11 games. So I it's not really for me the Justin Fields hate. Justin it's not his fault he's in that situation. For me, it's it's the way the media treats him because it's the business side of the NFL. And I I don't want to see guys not succeed, but I just I don't see it really coming to fruition. I know they've added a lot of weapons on the offense, but I just don't see it. End of rant, Marcus. I don't know if you got any thoughts, but I'm done. No, I mean, I think I think you're right on the head. It bothers me with he's only won five games, and this is like a weird connection, but it just seems like the city of Chicago will, like you said, kind of hype up these good players and sell tickets, sell jerseys, but they're not getting it done. And at the end of the day, I mean, if Justin Fields doesn't win eight games this season, then what's his excuse now? Because now, from what I've read about the Bears, now this year's the year. This year is the year. So it's 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 gonna it's gonna come now. And I just don't buy it. I don't think they're gonna be very good. I think he's a great athlete, but the Bears issues start way deeper than the quarterback position. Yeah, I think it's it's even beyond the field, if you ask me. I think they have organizational problems. I think they don't know what it looks like to have a, a good team in the building. I don't think they know. Uh, yeah, I just don't think they are, they're in tune with what winning looks like in the NFL right now, unfortunately. And it's not, you know, like I said, Fields is a phenomenal athlete. He's just not a good NFL quarterback, if you ask me. Um, Marcus what um is there anything else NFL I mean I know we said Aaron Rodgers we said Deshaun we said you know there's been some storylines is there any that I didn't mention or something that you want to touch on before we uh we go balls deep into these picks uh not really I mean in the AFC it's the same story elite quarterbacks who's going to make it out of that gauntlet the NFC um I think it's the Niners or the Eagles and whoever's going to stop them but it's uh, I think there's at the middle level of the NFL. I think there's going to be a lot of parity. Just uh, who's going to make that jump in the NFC to become, you know, a, a legit contender with, in my opinion, the Eagles and the 49ers. Fair enough. So, Marcus, let's get into what we all came here for. Um, it's a tradition unlike any other. I'm getting a little emotional. Just uh, just looking at our pick slip here. Um, I hate to say it. I don't know if I've ever liked a week one as much as I like this week one. It, 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 usually I'm a little, you know, half in, half out. Um, I'm licking my chops on this week one. And I think it's just because I've spent so much time researching, but... Marcus, I, I, I do want to give you the honors uh, this year in, in the 2023 Spread Brothers season. Will you please, with the most high of dignity and high of gambling prowess, present us with the first pick of the Spread Brothers 2023 NFL season. Thank you for that honor, first off. Um, it's not going to be a surprise here who I'm going to take for my first pick. Uh, I love this city. I love this team. It's it's We're going to win 12 to 13 games this season. I'm going Jags minus five on the road against the Colts. Um, I think the Jags get up early, and Doug Peterson uses the three – Three-headed running back system we have with with Travi and Agnew, and now the addition of Tank Bigsby, and we just beat the shit 
out of the Colts. I think, I don't know. So another thing about living in Florida now and being around fucking Florida Gator fans all the time is when I talk to Florida fans about Richardson, the Colts quarterback, they say he's a phenomenal athlete. He wows you in practice, but he thinks he's Superman and he does stupid shit in games. That's not going to work in the NFL. New coach, new quarterback against arguably the hottest team in the NFL as far as the last, if you look at the last 10 games from last season to playoffs to preseason, the Jags have only lost one game for a while. Uh, There's a winning culture in that Jags locker room. Trevor Lawrence is ready. Calvin Ridley is ready. Doug Peterson's ready. There's a vibe. There's a vibe down here. It's undeniable. Jags minus five. I love that pick. Um, Give my two cents on that. I think the Jags are going to try to jump out on guys really early. I know you, you know, on the downside of the Jags, I don't think they have, you know, they're going to have a bottom five O-line in terms of just talent and, you know, the, the caliber of guys, but they have the coach and the quarterback to play around that. And what they're going to do is throw the ball a lot. So I, Trevor Lawrence, this could be, I think just in the numbers standpoint could be one of his, of his career could be one of his best opportunities to take an MVP type of year, because he's going to have so many opportunities. They're going to get the ball to him quick in the shotgun, and he's just going to be getting it to players. That's, I think that's what you're going to see with this offense. And they're going to try to get ahead early. Um, I didn't pick this. I thought about it, but I love the over in this game. You get me a rookie quarterback and an offense on the other side of the ball that seems like they're they're going to come out swinging. Like, there's just going to be shit happening. Um, I might bet the over, but Jags minus five. Um, I expect the Jags as well, Marcus, to to come out swinging on the Colts. I can't fucking wait. Dude, I can't tell you, and then I'll shut up on the Jags. I can't tell you the last time I've been this fucking excited for an – I dude, never. I've never been this excited for an NFL game in my life. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm bought in, dude. I'm fucking bought in, and uh, which scares me because I'm, I've been a West Virginia fan my whole life, but if you hit this, this bet, ball, baby. if you hit this minus five week one, I mean, you might, you might be getting like a Jags tat or like a Jags car. You get like a Jags wrap on your car. I get a Jaguar with like a Jaguar, like a uh, West coast customs fucking hit him with a leopard. We heard you like the Jaguars, dude. We put a Jaguar in your trunk. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with my first pick of the 2023 season. The markets have changed on this as of the time we're recording this, but I did place this bet um, on Monday this week, and this game is happening Thursday night. We're recording this Wednesday night, so tomorrow night or today when this podcast released, uh, we got the Lions and the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a great game, and I have a line here that I think is is just a grand slam lock, and it's only gotten better with the news today about uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, he hyperextended his knee. I've heard different reports. Some people say he might play. Some people say he's out for two weeks. I really don't know what's going on yet, but long story short, I love the Chiefs. Team total under 30 and a half. And I loved it before the injury to Travis Kelsey for these reasons. Number one, Dan Campbell is smart enough to know that if he wants to hang on the field with the Chiefs, he's got to make this game ugly. He's got to make this game run fast on the clock. He's got to burn that clock and run the ball as much as he can. They're not going to be taking shots downfield. They're going to be looking for four yards and a cloud of dust. That's how they will beat the Chiefs if they can do it. That's how they will have to do it. I think Dan Campbell's smart enough to know that. 
They've added a great addition with David Montgomery in their backfield. I think people are going to be surprised with what the Lions do with him this year. I just think the the strategy that Dan Campbell will come into this game with will help keep the Chiefs off the field, and the first team to 28 points will win this game. That's my prediction. Chiefs under 30 points. Nice. I like it. I love I mean, your your closing statement there. First team to 28 wins. So, are you saying that a Lions money line might be a little side cheese? I, don't, I mean, everyone's loving that right now. They're, the Lions are getting, you know, they're, they're getting bet on a lot. I just, for me, I'm more attracted to the totals just because I can – see where a coach's mindset would be with the play calling and with the strategy. And that, I mean, that's, that's the main reason why I love this play. And I know Dan Campbell's a meathead. I know he wants to pound the ball on guys. I know he wants to go on 90 yard drives that go 17 plays. Um, I, I just, I think that's where his head's going to be at. That's, that's my main reason. I dig it. Marcus. Service up another lock, my dude. Yeah, so I've uh, rambled a lot about my last pick. Uh, this one's more of just like a high firing. Let's let's launch it over week one. Let's have a little fun. We're going to L.A., the Chargers, and welcome to Miami over 51. Don't see too much defense being played in this game uh got to pick an over week one not gonna do a deep dive miami chargers over 51 jl next pick love that pick and i i mean if there's an over to bet it's that one um and you hit the nail on the head when it comes to week one there's you can't really do too much analysis it's mostly narratives that you've heard in the off season so it's hard you know Let's just throw an over out there. Hopefully it's a it's a second slate game. So, you know, you got a solid buzz going and you get a fucking barn burner in the afternoon. I feel like yeah. that's a great place to be. I mean, Tua, Justin Herbert, give me a break. Um, I'm going to move in the opposite direction here, Marcus. You know I hate unders, but I've taken one already and I'm about to take another. Um, I think we're looking at a defensive showdown with the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, This line's at 41, which I could see this game being like 16-10, 13-6, 20-16 at the worst, like we're talking TJ Watt on one side of the ball. We're talking Nick Bosa off of the biggest deal ever signed by an NFL defensive player just today. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure to perform on the defensive side of the ball. I also don't think Kenny Pickett's got enough to prove for me to bet an over. And same with Purdy. He's coming off a bad injury. He's got to show that it's still there. So I'm ready to bet on this under 49ers, Steelers under 41 that is gonna be a slobber knocker as they like to call it that's gonna be a great game love that pick all right my third and final if you've listened to this show over the years you know marky mark loves to pick a good low nfl under i'm not going super low with the commanders and whoever the fuck they play i forget that guy's at like 38 not going that low but I'm going to go Saints-Titans under 43. Here was my thought process. While we were doing our pre-production meeting, I literally was scrolling through lines and said, hey, that looks like an under. We're going to call this the Marcus Gut under week one pick. Gut under. That's my analysis. Saints-Titans under 43. To recap, my three picks, week one, Jags Duval minus five. Dolphins, Chargers, over 51. Saints, Titans, under 43. JL, wrap this shit up. Marcus, can't tell you how happy I am to hear you 
given three locks. I feel like if we can go six and zero on a week one, that might be a sign that we might actually get sponsored by Raising Canes. Yeah, we're gonna get Bang energy drinks, Trojan condoms, and Raising Canes chicken. If you build it, they'll it's come. Energy, sex, and fried chicken. <laughs> Our first sponsor is Bang Bros. Brazzers. Oh, hey. I mean, you got to start somewhere. I'm not mad about it. This podcast is brought to you by Brazzers. Last pick, folks. This is this one might rub people uh, kind of the wrong way, and it's a big roll of the dice. I mean, we're talking a guy who is facing sexual scandals a uh, year on the bench, in and out of the courtrooms. I'm talking about Sean Watson and the Cleveland Browns. And they're going to be taking on the Bengals. Uh, they're a home dog, getting two and a half points. And 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 I actually, I've always been a Deshaun Watson guy. If Deshaun Watson can be half of the quarterback that he was with the Texans, with Cleveland, this Browns team is going to be a major problem. Um, I like them to win the division. If if Deshaun Watson shows up, they have a great O line. They have a great running back tandem, good wide outs. Tight. I mean, their their roster is arguably one of the most solid in the league. And um, I think they know it. I think they're going to come out swinging, and I think they're going to make a statement uh, against Joe Burrow and the Bengals at home. So give me the Browns plus two and a half on Sunday. Whew. And Marcus, I'll go ahead and uh, – Reiterate my picks. I got Chiefs under 30 and a half team total. Under 30 and a half. I would take that at 29. My second pick, 49ers, Steelers under 41. And my final pick, the Browns getting two and a half points at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Marcus, every time we do this show, the first time of the season, it feels like a homecoming. It feels like a family reunion, a coronation, if you will. What emotions are you feeling right now? Um, and, 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 and take us home here on, on what to expect as we place our bets on these locks this weekend. I, I honestly have two feelings. This is very authentic. Uh, one... This is awesome. NFL is fucking back. Get your shit together. I'm pumped for the Jags. I'm just pumped for the season in general. And my second thought, I just can't wait to hear the fucking banger you play at the end of this podcast after it releases. Because I don't have a say in that. I'm giving it dealer's choice on the banger to set us off for the 2023-2024 NFL season. We're back, motherfuckers. See you next week. Get money. We go get money. Them boys fresh, but they not this funny. When I walk by, I even smell like money. Dope man clean, not the damn stain on me. Get money. Hey, we go get money. Them boys fresh, but they not this funny. When I walk by, I even smell like money. Dope man clean, not the damn stain on me.
me cause I smell like money Get money, we gon' get money Them boys fresh but they not this funny When I walk by I even smell like money Dope man clean, not the damn stain on me Get money, we gon' get money Them boys fresh but they not this funny When I walk by I even smell like money Dope man clean, not the damn Check. Body rock the stage, ain't a stain on me yet Get your swag on, get your swag on